The End. Hello and welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club style podcast where uh, each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Levitt, and this week, uh, this week we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we <laughs> we've talked about this. I, I think we we mentioned it in last episode, but uh, what we're doing this time is uh, uh, Colin is here with us. And uh, I, I'm, I, you know, usually I'd have everyone introduce themselves, but it, it's me, Colin, and Jocelyn. It was going to be Chowder, but he's maybe stuck at work or something. We're not sure. Maybe he'll jump in in the middle. We'll see how it goes. Editor's note. Due to a misunderstanding about scheduling, I will not be in this episode, but I have been making running commentary throughout. Colin is going to uh, fucking try to explain the plot to Tenet to us. Jocelyn and I have not seen this movie, and uh, being a Christopher Nolan movie, it is apparently quite the wild ride. So uh, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a test run for these uh, these these sort of episodes where we're just kind of uh, ranting and explaining something that is is real real wet and wild to the other two people. So we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Colin, and I (laughs) have seen Tenet twice now. So, um, yeah, Tenet is the newest movie from Christopher Nolan, and there's been a lot of mystery and secrecy around it, even though it's been out for a while, but it just hit home release. And I showed it to my girlfriend yesterday, and even just, oh man, the reactions, the reactions are as wild as the movie, so... Uh, I'm going to say this now. Anyone listening to this episode, if you have not seen Tenet and you oh, yeah, want to see Tenet, we're going to spoil even, the motherfucker out bit, of this thing. <laughs> I am going to destroy the element of surprise this movie has. Now, that said, even if I destroy the element of surprise and whether or not I think it's a it's a great movie, you should see it. It is bracing. It is more tense and visceral than anything Christopher Nolan has done. See Inception, The Dark Knight, Interstellar, Dunkirk. Uh, Memento. uh, Memento. That's the big one. I have not seen Memento, or have I? I, I made that joke off mic, but I'm making it again for the audience. Maybe you just um, saw it backwards, and you just thought, wow, that was <laughs> a really bad movie with yeah. just kind of a simple-ass plot when you watch the scenes <laughs> in order. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and uh, Jocelyn, what's what's your fucking uh, goddamn Tenant experience so um, far? My experience with Tenant is hearing everyone... Tenant. 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 What is this, the 10th doctor? Get that second Anne out of there. I would, he should have been in it. That would have been great. I would have probably gone and it's, seen it. It's going to be the, um, the parody version of Tenet is Tenant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my relationship with this movie is everyone going crazy about the fact that you can't hear any dialogue in theaters because of the way Nolan mixes things. Um, yeah, so great. I, I, I remember reading that the uh, people had the same problem with Interstellar, and so, like, with my new speakers, I just watched Interstellar, and I'm like, I don't know what people are complaining about. Um, I will say, so, just to prime people, before we get into spo- spoiler territory, if you're going to wa- listen to this episode, if you can, go watch Tenet. Keep in mind three things. One, 
It is Chris Nolan's take on a spy movie. Interesting. Um, that's just yeah. So that is his sort of table setting. He wanted to look at like classic spy movies and amp them up in the way that Inception took classic heist movies and really sort of fucked with the formula with the dreamscape and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he takes a classic idea and injects it with like a mechanic. And Tenet has a mechanic, believe you me. Second thing, the sound is definitely uh, not going to please everyone. I walked into the theater <laughs> expecting to hate the sound. I walked out ooh, of the ooh, theater. Ooh, ooh, big, big, big. Uh, Chowder just got online on Discord. Oh, does he want to join? We'll see. Um, anyway, so so the, the sound thing, I will say, in defense of the movie, I expected to hate it. I walked out of the movie understanding most of it. Um like, I, I feel like there were times I was struggling to hear the dialogue, but it was mixed very realistically. Like, you can't hear people when they're on a giant boat or talking through a mask or firing guns. Like, yeah. it makes sense. And I hate it. <laughs> but but I don't – I know that that's not always going to be great. If you're watching this at home, it's honestly worse than in the theater. So if you watch it, watch it with subtitles. Uh, and third, try to keep an open mind. The movie can drag in the middle, but not in what I think is necessarily a bad way. Editor's note, much like this episode. I guess I'll get into it, but don't write it off at any point before the end. Complete the movie and then start to try to form your opinions. And that's not me trying to say like, oh no, it's actually a really good movie. It's I think it is worth seeing until the end because it is a unique experience for sure. That's my primer info, not about the movie Primer, which is its own mess. That's so much. So Chowder says, I thought y'all said tomorrow. <laughs> Chowd Snow. We're probably going to cut this out, but I'm just trying to figure this out. He said, he's, he's quoting something that you said. Heads up, the puzzle of this movie is one of the most interesting things about watching it, and I'm going to destroy that for you tomorrow. Didn't you write that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve ten o two p.m. yesterday. <laughs> Chowder. He probably read it this morning and didn't realize when I sent it. Yeah, because that was late last night. That is well, not late, probably, but late. Yeah. Editor's note: That's pretty much what happened. Uh, do you want me to restate my primers in like a shorter fashion, something that's a little less wordy? Because I was riffing, so. Uh, you guys uh, buckled up and ready to hear me rant for what I'm going to try to keep down to 30 minutes? Editor's note. That is a goddamn lie. I mean, no, but yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I'm I think... fucking as ready as I'll ever be. I didn't even know those basic things about it. So that's, you know, the yep. fucking level of uh, knowledge that I'm coming in here with. Well, you're about to walk out more confused than you walked in. So let's dive in. <laughs> so you say that like we're fucking in a theater. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I yeah, seeing this in the theater was like one of the most visceral movie going experiences I've ever had. I was visceral? actually white knuckling. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Again, come coming back to his sound mix. Like when you clench something with your hand so hard that your knuckles turn white. Do it right oh. now. Clench your fists. Yeah. You see how the blood comes out of your knuckles? Th- those kind of no. movies. My hands yeah. are always that color. 
<laughs> so, Tenet. Oh, you mean like uh, le- on my palms it gets white? Editor's note. To be fair to Jeff, I just tried to do that with my fist and uh, my knuckles did not turn white either. But then again, I have more melanin than all three of these people combined. I'm not going to go into the biology of this. Let's keep moving. So, No, like uh, you mean my knuckles or, or like I'm clenching yes, my knuckles? Knuck- it's a phrase. Like, White knuckling is a phrase. No, I understand. I, I understand that. I'm saying that. Jeff, my, my I have knuckles, so much to, I have to get through. I'm not talking about your knuckles. My knuckles are changing color. My palms are. <laughs> okay, see a doctor. Tenet is a movie. <laughs> So uh, the movie opens on an opera house in Kiev, and uh, there's a bunch of secret agents, oh, and someone in Ukrainian says, yeah, someone in Ukrainian says, wake the Americans. A bunch of guys in black suits throw fake Ukrainian patches on their arms and join a raid. Uh, the place is locked down. People go in guns blazing. They pump gas in to knock out the audience, wait, wait, and we wait, focus wait. on uh, John David Washington, who is our protagonist. Wait, they pump gas the into the audience? They pump they gas like to knock out, out the entire audience in the op- opera house. They all pass Oh, out. the opera house. I missed that. I thought you meant the audience. <laughs> one by the, one. They the inflate the audience. <laughs> oh, um, God. It's like, oh, <laughs> that kind of visceral experience. We're fucking going yeah. to a 4D movie so, where Christopher Nolan is passing yeah. out the aud- actual human audience. When does yeah. this take place? It's- this uh, is modern day, okay. maybe near future, but um, it has very Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises intro vibes, that kind of tense, like you're going straight into the middle of, an, of a heist thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, it, ter- it turns out John David Washington's protagonist, uh, he is trying to rescue someone, whereas the Ukrainians are trying to kill someone. So he gets the guy out, okay. and then someone realizes his patch is fake, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And you see a bullet hole in the concrete. That rewinds and is now solid concrete, killing the man that was attacking him. So he escapes with a piece of gear that people were hunting, but gets captured by the Ukrainians. They torture him until he takes a suicide pill. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. It, it rewinds. The bullet hole moves. Everything is moving forward, but the bullet hole moves backwards and almost reforms. And is that so actually there was happening or is that yes. like a fucking... That's that's what happens, and that's what he sees. He's like, what the hell is that? Oh, he goes okay. and gets the MacGuffin he was sent to get. Uh, he gets out, but the Ukrainians capture him. They torture him, and then he takes a suicide pill, and then the word tenet pops up on screen. That's he, the cold open. Does he rewind the suicide pill? Uh, no, he does not. He doesn't rewind anything because he wakes up on a boat, and he's like, hey, I fucking thought that I died. He's a CIA agent, it turns oh. out. And that suicide pill was not a suicide pill. It was a test, and he passed. Because oh. it's like, do you have the balls to sacrifice yourself? Because sure. we need, we have a bigger mission for you. There's an organization called Tenet. And he uh, used the word Tenet. It will open some doors, good and bad. He makes a weird interlocking finger gesture with his hand and says, um, we need you to go get debriefed and figure out this thing. And the intrigue begins. Okay. After a montage, he meets up with a doctor. And this doctor lady, she's like, hey, uh, what's up? He's like, Tenet. And she's like, you're cool, and lets him in. <laughs> so there's this there's rock wall full of bullet holes. And she says, here, take this gun. And he's like, okay, it's empty. And then he pulls the trigger, and a bullet comes out of the rock and reverses into the gun. Uh, and he okay. opens it, I'm checks starting the to remember seeing trailers for this. Okay. <laughs> and, and there is a bullet in the magazine. 
And here's where she explains that essentially they're trying to stop what they think is going to be World War III, where people in the future have discovered how to invert the entropy of objects, people, and matter so that they're still moving at the same speed, but they're moving backwards in time. They demonstrate this by him like Uh dropping the bullet. He drops the bullet, but instead it goes up into his hand. What? Wait, wait, I thought the bullet was already in his hand. It, it visually, trust me, it works. We okay. gotta keep moving because uh, they, from a technical standpoint, they there were scenes that they shot four times. Once where they shoot it forward, once where they shoot it forward, but the film is in reverse. Once where they shoot the choreography backwards, and once where Whoa. they shoot the choreography backwards in reverse. And the editor had to like <laughs> sift through all four versions of things. I would love to have been on that editing staff. Oh Christ! If nothing box. else, this is. Th- if nothing else, this is the most ambitious movie I've seen in my goddamn life. So he's exposed to the idea that stuff can move backwards and people from the future are trying to wage war by sending things backward in time for the present to use. Uh, and he is sent on a mission essentially to find the arms dealer that is inverting these bullets and sending them back in time. Uh, so he's like, all right. And thus the spy movie begins. Wait, 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 wait. Someone's inverting the bullets. Like, yes, you you do. You like sprinkle some special powder onto the bullet and boom, this is a backwards bullet now. Uh, more or less. Yeah. It's not powder. It's radiation, but yes. And, uh, they need (laughs) plutonium to do it. Wait, 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 but how do they fucking... How did they transport these bullets from place to place? Wouldn't they just go to their last known location? <laughs> no, there's no portal or anything. The only mechanism here is inversion. Think of, So if I took a bullet and put it on the table, so, it will sit on that table until someone does something to it. And once you invert it, it's still on the table. It's just now going the other direction. There's no teleportation. There's right. nothing like that. It is but just you can't time take, But how do, you, how do you take the bullet and put it on the table if it's only inverted? Like, why is it inverted sometimes but not inverted other times? It's inverted 100% of the time. And to quote the movie, don't try to understand it. Just feel it. Uh, okay. And okay, okay, fine. So, All right. So, so there was a lot of the, – watching the behind the scenes was a blast because everyone is like, yeah, I read the script. And it made no fucking sense, and we had no idea what we were going to do. Editor's note. Like I said, sounds like somebody fucked up. Let me tell you, this is my first time explaining this stuff with to someone who hasn't seen it. And yeah. yeah, out loud it sounds insane. On screen, it is nutty to watch. It looks wild. So he goes to Mumbai. He meets up with a random local agent there named uh, Neil, played by Robert Pattinson. So the protagonist and Neil, uh, they try to... Who's Wait, who is our protagonist? John David Washington. He's the protagonist. So they go... Wait, wait. Is is John David Washington the actor? Yes, John David Washington is the actor. He's protagonist. He's the protagonist. Uh, Yeah. So the... Uh, they're like, hey, we got to get to this arms dealer, and there's a local arms dealer here in India. They get up there, they think it's a dude, but it's actually his wife, and she's pulling all the strings, and she says, hey, this dude named Andre Sator, he's a Russian oligarch, and he is the one dealing in inverted bullets. And he's like, okay, got to go find him. How do we find him? And she says, his (laughs) wife. He has a lunch with, and they go there. And they they go there, and they're like, "We're arresting you." And he's like, "You can't arrest me. I haven't done it yet." 
Yeah, that, that's the kind of intrigue we're dealing with. He uh, goes to he goes to meet with Michael Caine because it's a Chris Nolan movie, and they have a fun little lunch. Naturally, uh, where Michael Caine dumps all over his suit. And it says like, "Hey, you're not gonna, you don't, you don't look Sorry. like a billionaire in that suit. Go fucking buy something fancy, you cheap oh. piece of shit." That yeah. kind of that kind that of dumps. dumps. <laughs> it's a very juicy <laughs> lunch. Um, where Michael Caine just takes a full on shit all over our protagonist. Or could you sit right under me? It's hard to aim. And then he's um, like, "What the fuck, man?" And then he looks down at his suit, and Michael Caine hasn't done it, yet, so he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he ex- so Michael Caine explains two things. One, uh, Sator comes from, grew up in like a, a secret city in the Soviet Union, like these cities where they were like blocked off to sort of shroud military projects. Uh, and then he also reveals that Sator's wife um, sold him a piece of art for millions of dollars and it was a fake. And he's like, did she do that on purpose? And Michael Caine's like, I don't know. So he goes to investigate, and he meets the wife, and she's like, I didn't know it was a fake. And uh, and her name is Kat. Uh, she's extremely tall. She's like 6'3", and John David Washington is like 5'10". It's really great to watch them opposite each other. <laughs> but uh, he asks Kat, like, did you know it was a fake? She's like, nope, but my husband is so crazy, he thinks I was trying to rob from him, and now he blackmails me with selling a fake thing so that I have to stay with him. And if I try to leave him, I'll never get to see my son again. So I'm trapped. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's, uh, that sucks. Let me try to help you out. Now, she's like, well, you can't get the painting because that's the only way you're going to free me or the drawing. It's in this free port, which is like this network of tax havens and airports and places around the world where the security is super high and no one really knows they're there. So she's like, if you can get it out of there. And he's like, don't worry, I'm friends with Robert Pattinson. (laughs) The actor. I mean, valid. Neil and the protagonist plan to bust it out. And it's like, this sets up the first huge action set piece where they go to the airport in Oslo and they go to the Freeport. And Robert Pattinson, you know, learns about the place. Uh, If there's a fire that's set, then all the rooms lock down and fill with halide gas and you have to, like, get out. So they practice holding their breaths and picking locks and things like that. Um, And then... The protagonist says, "How are we gonna? How are we gonna trigger the alarms and everything? It's an airport." And he's like, "And Robert Pattinson's like, we already uh, did. What it. if we just? Uh, <laughs> no, Robert Pattinson's like, what if we? Uh, what if we crash a plane in an airport? And then Christopher Nolan, the director, was like, what if we actually crashed a real plane into oh, a real Chris, airport? And Chris, they did. Why did you do so, that? That's not what. How did they? What? So they bought they." They bought a 747 and actually ran it into a building on the premises of a real airport. Everything you see is real, and it's mind-blowingly intense. That can't have been the best way to do that. But why? (laughs) That sets off the alarm. They go around. They look for the painting. They don't find it. And then they walk into this room where it's split down the middle by a wall with glass, and they can see each other on the other side. One on one side, Hmm. one on the other. And at the end, there are these cylinders. The cylinders suddenly close and open. And on one side with Robert Pattinson, a man in a black set of gear jumps out and starts attacking him. On the protagonist's side, a same exact looking kind of guy jumps out in reverse. And they have a fight scene where one person is moving forward in time and the other is moving backwards. How the shit does that work? That's Great yeah. When you're watching it, that's the question you're asking. 
incredible wait, stunt wait, coordination. Wait, wait, wait. Hold that they the fuck like, up. Wait. Next question. Next yeah. big question. Yes. When they expose yes. this whatever, like the, the bullet to radiation to make it an inverted bullet, mm-hmm. is that a permanent procedure? Mm-hmm. We'll get to because that. Because if that's <laughs> so, the case, did they just fucking straight up Benjamin Button this guy? The curious case of John David Slash, Washington. Do you so, think that this movie is in the Benjamin Button verse? Because <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Of. <laughs> um, no. So uh, it is a mind blowing sequence to watch the first time. All you can do is scratch your head about what is happening and how did they make it work. And this is what I'm talking about when I say they shot it four ways. They actually rehearsed the scene forwards and backwards, and it's so so strange to watch it is i can't describe the dissonance you feel when you're watching this fight scene and um robert pattinson fighting the forwards one lets him get away and then the other and then john david washington fighting the backwards one that dude gets like sucked out and we see the jet plane turbine explode so wait sorry that was our that was our boy not that wasn't that the the backwards that, that was the that was the that was the backwards guy that got sucked out. Uh, protagonist and Neil are okay. safe. Wait, does that mean that he was there before? The army, the, the, the John David Washington or the guys in the... The guy who went backwards. In the gear. The guy who is fighting... The guy who's fighting John David Washington Well, we'll get to that right? because in the next scene, John if David f- Washington returns to Priya, <laughs> who is that uh, the, 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 the arms dealer from India... And he's like, hey, the this thing opened up and two people jumped out. And she's like, did they come out at the same time? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, they're the same person. Because if you think about it, if you walk in going backwards in time and come out going forwards in time, well, you're essentially just bouncing back from that one point in time. So to us, it looks like both people are emerging from this, what she calls a turnstile. This is the inversion technology. Where you go into the turnstile, it inverts you, and then you come out. So it's essentially... So is he dead or not? We don't know. So we keep going forward, and... So so we... we, Wait, wait, wait. Are they... They're essentially splitting this guy by... They're not splitting him, but if if you think of it just in terms of straight-up time travel, it's like there's two of him in the same place at the same time. The trick here is that one is running in reverse, Honestly, the context that helped me a lot was River Song and Doctor Who and how that she kept appearing at different points in time. Like she's experiencing time in her like in her own progression and the doctor is experiencing it in another. Yeah. Kind of the movie sure. is is a two and a half hour exercise in getting you to jive with this mentality, this asynchronous way of being. And Yeah, yeah, but but that doesn't if she's going, if the fucking dude is going backwards, and then at the end of this backwards exchange, he gets sucked into a fucking turbine well, or we, whatever we the hell. We saw the turbine explode. Up. That means that linearly, li- linearly for him, he well, started out there. That doesn't make any goddamn. We'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, you're gonna hear me say that a lot. Um, where okay. now? Uh, they make off, and he uh, protagonist goes back to Cat and says, "Hey, I got your drawing. Introduce me to your husband." And then she does, and she introduces it to him. It's Kenneth Branagh. He's playing Andre Sator, and that's fun. 
And he and he's like, did you fuck my wife yet? And he's like, not yet. And you're like, damn, JD. And he's about to kill him. He's about to kill him. And then uh, the protagonist says, um, "Okay, well, can you tell me about uh, he says, do you like opera? Hinting at the operation at the opera house in the opening of the film. And then suddenly Sator is like, all right, meet us tomorrow morning. Um, and then the next day, here, Kat thinks she's, you know, free and clear, but then Sator is like, actually, I still have the painting, so I still own you. And then she goes back to the protagonist, and he's like, yeah, I had to lie, because he's more important than you are. And then, that sucks. And essentially, there there's a lot of scenes, but we just get into a point where, um, Sator... Uh, Sador is sort of explaining his influence that he needs things done and that uh, he's getting orders from the future. I don't think he says that explicitly, but we see a scene of him as a kid in the Soviet Union digging through rubble to gather plutonium. And there is like a capsule and he opens it and in it is like paperwork and gold bars. And what the and fuck? So. <laughs> That's kind of all we get about him in this instance before and, – and here Kat is, like, talking about how a couple weeks ago they were on vacation when he threatened to take their kid away. And she's like, I'm in hell, and I saw some other lady sneak off the boat, and it's just like I envied her freedom. I want to betray this asshole, and I can't do anything about it, and you're not helping. I yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you lost same. me in, like, three different I'm ways. Try I'm going. trying so hard. <laughs> Editor's note. I don't even know the who the Cat, fuck is Cat's the lady again? who's being blackmailed. She's Sator's wife being blackmailed for selling him uh, okay. a fake painting for millions and millions of dollars. And he's just like... And we know... Do we know yet what she's being... It's just that he... What well, this is, right, this is the point in the movie where he says, if I can't have you, no one can. Like, he is a gross, evil dude abusing her mm. uh -huh. and the only reason she's alive is because this is this is sator this is sator yeah and she's like if okay. if you hurt what a fucking name he's like cat says if you hurt me the protagonist is not gonna help you out because like now he's trying to help help out sator so sator and then sator is like <laughs> he already did <laughs> <laughs> so Sator, uh, See how basically, many fucking times I can make that joke. Sator commissions the protagonist to steal plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> Sator commissions the protagonist to steal plutonium. So they set up this heist. Once again, our Pats gets involved. Neil and the protagonist set up this heist where it's an armored car on the on the freeway. They actually shut down a freeway and did this, of course. Um, and they, Classic. they block it in with, uh, like three semi trucks and a fire truck. And so using the fire truck on the, on the top, he uses the ladder to get into the armored car, take the plutonium. He opens it and it's not plutonium. It's the same MacGuffin that he saw in the beginning of the movie at the opera house or similar. I think it's similar. I don't think it's the same. And then they're like, what the fuck is this? And Neil's like, D -d don't worry, don't worry, that's why we're here. He's like, but it's not plutonium! And then ahead of them, they see a car driving backwards. 
And you get into a pretty Whoops. ridiculous car chase. Uh, and I think in real life what they did was they flipped the transmission on the car so they could accelerate backwards at full speed. <laughs> wow. I was wondering. Yeah, so – and again, they've shot this forwards and backwards. And um, and you – But shouldn't like – Well, blah, 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 blah. The wind be going the other way or some shit like You'd that? You'd think so. Uh, again, we'll get back to that. Oh, God. Uh, and essentially, like, they're stealing the thing, and they look over, and they see Sator in a gas mask with a gun to Cat, counting down, demanding the thing. And then another back... Wait, is he count? Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is he <laughs> counting up or down? Uh, to us, it looks like he's counting down three, two, one with his fingers. Okay. And then another okay. inverted car pulls up, and he throws the the suitcase with the thing in it. It bounces off the hood of the middle car and into Sator's car. And I was like, that's a weird stunt. Turns out they actually did drive three cars next to each other and bounce stuff off the hood and catch it. That's just a thing they did for fun, I guess. <laughs> Jesus um, and, um, and we don't see who's driving that car. And then Sator, like, gets out of the minivan thing, SUV, that's going backwards. And Cat is still in it. And that thing is... Wait. That thing is... So there's no... T- there's two Sators and two Cats right here. Right, right now. now on the screen, there is one Sator, one Cat. Sator has a gas mask on. Cat does not. But Sator gets a wait. I, I thought mm-hmm. I thought he was pointing a gun to her head in the street. Uh, in the in, in the, the in the car. That's happening in the chase. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So the, oh my god, I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> because also I don't I like the what is the actor who plays Sator? Because right now Kenneth, I don't know the actor's Kenneth name. Kenneth th- He's in a. Uh, I mean, he's famous for Shakespeare. He's in Harry Potter. Uh, he was in Dunkirk. Um, Who did he play in Kenneth Branagh? I don't know. One of the teachers that's like really bright and happy and annoying. Wow, that is not how Wait, I was imagining him at all. I need. I was imagining him as uh, as uh, I don't even know the guy, the is actor's this... name. I think he might have died a few years ago, though. Oh, he's Gilderoy Sorry, Lockhart. Definitely... Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. He's a uh, he was what? That is. Yeah, he's playing an evil Russian oligarch energy. in this movie, and he is so fucking intimidating. He's so That's good. Not who See, I, would I was imagining this mother, this motherfucker, as more of a. Uh... I'll get back to you, yeah. or I will have already <laughs> said it because I'm gonna have to look up this actor's name. So essentially, the 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 chase resolves, and like Neil is like, "Why did you give him the thing? And you, it's bad. You can't do that. It's very bad." And the protagonist is like, mm, you know too much about this. And then they, they follow him into uh, this, like, warehouse. Okay. Now, in the warehouse, we so- <laughs> see Sator and Cat. Cat pulls out a gun on him, and he's like, you don't have the balls. And he, like, takes the gun out of his hand and, like, screams at her, and the music gets really abrasive. Um, and then they walk into the next room. Now, I don't know how I've been explaining it up till now, and I don't know even more how I'm about to explain this next scene. Great. Isn't it kind of the same? <laughs> so we see <laughs> By the way, we see the actor I was I was imagining this character as is uh Michael Clark Duncan. Is <laughs> I was imagining him looking <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the guy from the Daredevil movie in Snow Dogs? I don't know if that's what he was most famous for. A uh, Green but... Mile Wait. everything? Wait, the guy from Armageddon? Not Yeah. He's fucking. That's he's how been you've in been a picturing. That's who you've no, been picturing. Sator is like short, casually dressed Russian billionaire. Um, I I was thinking like uh, not quite. Um, what's his name? What has he been? Andy Circus, but like mm. that vein. 
It's it's like a pudgy Andy Circus, yeah. Except he's he's a lot more reserved than a circus performance. I think it's very again. He's a Shakespearean actor, so he's got like that that good good British training, um, and he's he's really good at dialing it back. But when he screams at Cat in this warehouse, it is like animalistic and terrifying. And they move into the next room, and when the protagonist <laughs> and Neil catch up, it's another room with a turnstile, but the turnstiles are bigger. They're on the right side, which is red, moving forward in time. And on the other side of the room, it is blue. Now, uh, the protagonist is like, cap. yes, the protagonist is captured and put in a chair. And on the other side of the room, Cat is moving forward, but Sator is moving backwards. And you can see a bullet uh, hole in the glass uh. already. And Oh, fuck. And essentially, like, through a walkie-talkie sator is speaking in reverse and it's coming through the walkie-talkie and forward speaking he's interrogating the protagonist about where it is and where it's going he shoots what's her face cat but the bullet goes back into the gun and rips through her and she gets hit with like a, a heavily irradiated bunch of bullet that just tears through her and leaves nothing behind except radiation so she's in bad shape and when all yeah, and when all is said and done, okay. like he moves, Wait, he moves backwards. If the into the turn, if the bullet goes through her backwards, shouldn't it heal her? Well, or because, because she's, she's going moving forwards. forward and the bullet's moving backwards, uh-huh. so these opposite things interact and it basically shreds her. Um, and so she's sitting there like bleeding out and and stuff like that. And he Sator turns on like take puts his gas mask down and he goes back into the turnstile. Editor's note. Hold the fuck up a second. Are these literal turnstiles that caused the inverse thing? I'm going to mess up some details here because I don't recall exactly what happened. But Sator, the Sator that's moving backwards in time, he leaves the room. And hold on. Yes, Sator, backwards Sator leaves the blue side of the room. And then suddenly Neil comes in with like this force of army guys. All these guys in, like, gear. Aaron Taylor Johnson with a huge beard. And uh, and all these people come running in. And then I think what happens is we cut over to Sator's perspective, him moving backwards. And we go through the interrogation again from the blue side of the room. And we hear it from his perspective. And the interrogation makes sense in the forward timeline and the backward timeline. It's so weird. But he gets... What? Yeah. Like, the, the questions he asks... Wait. The protagonist, when we watch them forward in time, you're like, oh, he's being interrogated. But when we watch it backwards, the sequence of questions and answers is obviously reversed. No. And it still what? makes sense. The actual yeah. fuck up. No, no, yes. no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You mean the order of the words are screwed up or the words are being say, said backwards and make different sentences? No, the sentences are the same. It's just that the sequences of the sentences are reversed. How is that how it works? Be- wh- what? Be- no, because again, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jeff. There's a walkie-talkie translating between forward and backward. So they are communicating, oh my but they are each experiencing <laughs> that communication in a different sequence. And it means something different to backwards Sator, and he runs out of the fucking room. We cut back to the red forward side, and then suddenly the army's like, hey, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Protagonist is like, we have to go invert and help her like get her moving back in time so she can heal and they're like that's a bad idea because a few minutes ago sador was in charge of this place so we don't want to go back in time because he'll own us 
So oh, it's just like you have to go shoot the fucking backwards bullet forward. Yeah. Don't yeah. You? So what they do is they they go through the turnstile, <laughs> they invert, and they're like, okay, we got to get out of here before slash after Sator runs this place. So now the protagonist is moving backwards in time, and it's just like, okay, it's going to take Cat a few like a week to heal. It's going to take. Um, uh, you have to be careful out so, there because you can't what? breathe regular air when you're inverted. Fire makes you cold, beca- cold because the thermal reaction what? is inverted. Um, what this you is can't so touch extra. yourself because there will be I feel like- forward. There will be like an annihilation if the same matter inverted touches itself, like matter antimatter. But essentially, the gamut. But you fucking always are touching yourself. What the fuck? The, no, I mean, like, if you encounter an inverted version of yourself, you cannot touch. You have to wear oh. protective gear. Okay, I thought you meant you couldn't like fucking no. like put your hand on your chest. I was like, dog. Yeah, so, <laughs> your toes are touching all the time. So the gambit here is there are two things that the protagonist is trying to do. He wants to track the MacGuffin going backwards in time to track backwards Sator. So he puts he's gonna he put he's gonna put a tracker in the case to follow him backwards I'm, in I'm time. Just... But also they need a way to get themselves moving forward in time again. And Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is like, where are you gonna invert? And they're like, uh, the Freeport at Oslo a week ago. So that's the plan. <laughs> Shut up. That's the plan. Shut up. So we go backwards <laughs> through the entire chase scene. That third car was John David Washington the whole time. Uh, when he threw the suitcase over the car, he threw the suitcase oh over the car, God. but threw the MacGuffin <laughs> into the car. Um, <laughs> but then the car flips. We saw it flipped earlier and it reverse flipped. This time we see it forward flip. And then Sator blows the car up. But again, thermal reaction is inverted. So he almost freezes to death. I am, I am so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the character's name is Sator. Otherwise, I would not be following any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard to keep the character's names in there. Honestly, it's hard. It's It could be hard to follow. But this is that middle point where I think until we hit this red-blue turnstile inversion, the mechanics are all still kind of mucky. And as a viewer, so, I'm like, so, I don't get it. My girlfriend, at this point in the movie, she was like, this movie's terrible. I hope you know that. <laughs> and, and then, wait, wait, okay, so, okay. My next philosophical question yes. is, when you are inverted, yes. are you thinking forward? Yes, you, your subjective <laughs> experience is moving forward, but everything else reacts backward. They talk about how cars will feel weird because to you, you're moving it forward, but all the shear and the wind resistance is going to be backwards. We see him step in a puddle and the water like meets his foot and then he steps down into it. Right. It's so, so you're tricky like- to look at. But it's so simple. are they all walking backwards? It's, it's not like that are they interstellar all... kind of trippy where it's all these crazy spectacles. Wait, wait, wait. It's just watching a person and then watching the world around them move backward, like birds flying and taking off backward, is so, so weird. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So are they, like, are the actors moving forward or is all of this shot in reverse? Right now <laughs> what we're seeing is I we're seeing him move forward. We are following his perspective perspective so he's moving backward through time but we're experiencing it through his linear eyes i don't think at any point in the movie i don't think we ever break from the protagonist's point of view so there is kind of an anchor through all the nuttiness and after they sort of go through this turnstile it starts to make a lot more sense once we actually start moving backwards things kind of click into place like as a viewer that was my experience um Okay. But after the explosion nearly freezes him, he wakes up in, um, like, a cargo container with Cat and Neil. And 
protagonist is like, Neil, you know way too much about this stuff from the beginning. And he's like, I'll explain it later. He's like, okay, well, why do people from the future? <laughs> he is. And then, boom, we found out that Neil has been calling the whole time. Because that's what you've been fucking saying to us this whole yeah, time. Um, <laughs> it, <eventually>, like, Neil's <laughs> just like, we'll get to that when, when fucking we record a podcast about it. And they're like, what podcast? <laughs> Don't worry about it. But like here, uh, the, this, you'll, you'll this is there. like the big exposition dump where it's like uh, protagonist is trying to understand all the mechanics and Neil just boils it down as, listen, what's happened's happened. Like, stop thinking so linearly, but we just, you got to kind of move forward with this stuff. So they're currently just moving backward in time. They're just going to live through a week until they can get back to the Freeport in Oslo, uh, which is where the plane thing happened. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, um, what Neil also explains is that the people from the future, they're not trying to start World War III. They are trying – there is information out there that will allow them to invert the entire world and run the Earth backwards in time. And he's like, excuse me, what the fuck? Same. Uh, yeah, so am I. Yeah, so that's the plan of the future, and we don't really get an answer as to why. Um, but then we just kind of <laughs> – That's a big hole. That's- not yet. Not yet. We'll get back to that. Oh, so the, oh fuck me. I, I hate me too. Uh, so they <laughs> they go back to the Freeport in Oslo. Every, they all have their gas masks on, and they arrive at the plane scene having just crashed and the turbine having exploded. But again, they're coming at it from the future moving backwards. So we go through this scene in reverse. And it looks weird because they recorded the actors running backwards but played it running forwards so that the inverted people do look awkward in their movements. And it's just like – it's oh. like a little – like a weird feeling. But, oh, uh, but um, I think I would hate watching this thing. It is – no. I it is love It that. is such a – like visually, this is something that I think needs to be seen uh, for anyone who cares about It's sort about of movies. like fucking – this – that reminds me of um, – I mean, only tangentially, but like how they do the uh, how they used to do a lot of the explosion effects in old kaiju movies was they would like drip ink into a vat of water and film it upside down. That's like sort of like I I I don't know why you know just because of the backwards versus upside down. I know it's not the same, but it 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 sort of feels like that kind of energy. That's something that they talked about in the behind the scenes. They were like, people are so used to CG that we can use some of these old film tricks and editing tricks. Like, yeah. and, th- and then when they said that in the behind the scenes, it showed the protagonist driving a car and zoomed out. They just had straight up one of those like background paper reels behind him. Like they're just like playing oh the background behind him on paper. They had hallways that were painted to look bigger than they are. And it's just like, that's, that is the approach they took to this movie. So they get back to the Freeport, and essentially what happens is we're still following the protagonist. He's wearing his protective gear. He's like, I know what I'm going to do. The turbine explodes, and he uses that as cover to jump into the building, and he's the backwards guy that he was fighting earlier in the movie. And we go through the Freeport fight scene again, backwards from his point of view (laughs) again. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, but I thought he wasn't allowed to touch himself. He has protective gear. He was the guy in the black army gear the whole time. Oh, fuck me. So he's – so he goes into the turnstile. 
he goes to wait he fucking jumps from the the, the exploding turbine how does that i work? don't recall exactly how the shot worked but i am also confused wouldn't he fucking freeze to death or some shit i don't think that the explosion propelled him i don't remember i'd have to watch it again to catch that detail but that's a but, that's a good no, question isn't isn't that a thing isn't it, that it a is thing? i'm saying isn't, i don't if, know what physically caused him to yeah. move in i don't it what it couldn't have been the explosion but i think that that was the no but Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying like what shot him into it, but you said earlier that they weren't, they shouldn't like explode or some shit because then they would fucking freeze it's, to death or vice versa. It, it's right? just that fire cools you down because you're experiencing the inversion of the heat exchange. Uh, right. That's that's the idea there, but yeah, the explosion doesn't actually hit him. So I feel like, but I feel like if that's one of the rules, there's lots of other rules that probably should apply. Probably. I mean, like aren't. similarly, yeah, but, like Inception. Yeah. Like I'm sure that you can pick it apart and find these little mechanics that don't totally make sense. But anyway, we're almost done with the second yeah. act of the movie. So mm-hmm. the <laughs> Jesus so Christ. the protagonist goes into the turnstile and comes out like Priya said. It's the same guy. So now he's moving forward in time again, fighting Robert Pattinson a week ago. And we saw Robert Pattinson okay. let this guy get away, and now we know why. It's because he knew it was him the whole time. <laughs> then why was he fighting him? Yep, and then uh, basically <laughs> then, you know, Robert Pattinson inverted with Cat inverted. They set themselves right, and, they, uh, and then they come out forward, and they're all moving forward in time again. And then we take a deep breath. Wait, but actually, why was he fighting him if they both were on the same fucking team and Robert well, Pattinson knew that that's when who the he fight, was? When the fight started, he didn't know. But during the fight, he let the guy get away. What happened is his mask came oh, off see. off screen. He figured it out. And then now we see that he knew from that point on. Okay. Okay. And then okay. – so now – we move into the final act of the film. This is probably not going to take as long to summarize because it's not literally looping back on itself. But um, he, the protagonist talks to Priya again, and he's like, can you explain to me what the fuck is happening? And she's like, yeah. Someone in the future figured out how to invert the whole world. Uh, the algorithm was written down in this physical thing. Like, like these MacGuffins are part of a thing that will give them the information, and the future wants it. Sator is trying to get all the MacGuffins put them together, bury them so that someone in the future can go find them and invert the whole world. We still don't know why he's doing it, but that's what's going on. Uh, Priya th- threatens to kill Cat because Cat knows too much, but the protagonist <laughs> is like, so we have to go... Wait, but if he just fucking buries all this shit, wouldn't it just go back in time? The, stu- the, the shit inverted? itself is not inverted at the moment. The stuff itself, okay. once buried, is just going to sit there for however many years, right, okay. and then it's a time capsule. Someone can go dig it up. At this point, the protagonist uh, has also said that the way that Sator's payment works so his, is Sator buries... So his fucking... Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. His fucking plan is to just bury it somewhere and hope that none of the people who are fucking opposing him find it? The idea is that um, once, once you bury a thing, you just leave a record of it somewhere that you can't like easily find it. And then eventually someone in the future will get it. The way that they describe his payment system, Sator, is that he Mm -hmm. takes a capsule with the plutonium and he buries it. It sits there for, you know, 500 years, whatever it is. I don't know. And then someone in the future is like, cool, we got it. They fill it with the gold bars and the paperwork. They invert it and they bury it. And it travels (laughs) back in time. And that's how he gets paid. (laughs) For him, within five minutes of depositing the plutonium, he has a bunch of gold. So that is that, the dumbest shit. That ever. same <laughs> mechanic, that same mechanic is how he's going to <clears throat> deliver this algorithm to the future. 
and uh, right. the protagonist okay. remembers a little detail about those cities from Michael Caine. Wait, I thought the algorithm was from the future, though. It is from the future, and the lady who made it and killed herself sent it back in time, and now the people from the future ah. are paying Sator to reassemble it. He's their, he's gotcha. their lackey. How the fuck did they... How the, on goddamn earth did the people from the future fucking contact Sator to get him to... Because he... They just bury some shit in the ground yeah. and invert it and then think, like, I hope some sleazeball who's okay with fucking over the planet finds this. So the rationale they use is that the Soviet... The collapse of the Soviet Union is when nuclear material... It was, like, the least secure time in history for nuclear materials. So they were like, we'll bury stuff in these cities... And then someone will find our stuff while cleaning up the cities, and Sator was that guy. I thought this took place in present day, not the collapse of the Soviet Union. It does. That's the flashback. The flashback is Sator star- started all this oh, stuff years so ago. Like much. we saw a flashback of him, uh, of him with a capsule as a kid, like finding this. So he was right place, right time, uh-huh. and now he's running this whole thing. So that is bonkers. Yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. So Michael Caine had said earlier <clears throat> there was an explosion at an old city called Stalsk 12, which is where Sator grew up. And then the protagonist is like, that was a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever. That's where it is. We need to invert. We need to get there and we need to get the shit before he buries it. A term that they've used is temporal pincer movement. No. It's the idea that they... Ha- but why the actual... Mm-hmm. Why do they need to get there before he buries it? Well, the explosion... Can't they just fucking kill Sator and then go dig up the goddamn city and find it themselves and then fucking burn it or some oh, shit? Oh, don't worry. Chris Nolan thought of that, too. We're actually going to get to that very <laughs> okay. shortly. Um, no, so they, the explosion happened two weeks before the beginning of the movie or something like that. It's two weeks, one week, I don't know. So they're like, that's where it's buried. We need to go back in time, conduct an operation with our organization, Tenet, we now know is like a big, huge, industrious organization. And they need to go back and they need to get the stuff before the explosion goes off. Otherwise, it's buried. And that sucks. Before or after? Um, they Well, they just need to, if we're thinking forward in time, they need to get the thing out of there before the explosion. Otherwise, it's buried in the future. We'll get it. Like, it's a big place they're burying it. So they launch what has been called... Why does the explosion mean it's permanently buried? Yeah, that's the explosion. It's a big place. The explosion would collapse it on the stuff and it'll be buried, but the future will know exactly where to find it. I I don't know. Something like that. So get a goddamn construction team. Yeah, this is all, like, (laughs) way too complicated. (laughs) yes yes it is it is easier to digest like when i walked out of the movie the first time like i got it there were some details i missed but i understood it and that was even not hearing all the dialogue um so the they launch what's called a temporal pincer movement where one team basically goes through an event back in time relays the information to the people in the past and then they go through it forward in time with all the intel um oh fuck so that's the climax of the movie is this one sator has a dead man's trigger on his wrist so that uh so if he (laughs) so if he dies and he's terminally ill but that's just kind of like a drama thing not really a plot point so he's terminally ill or whatever he has a dead man's trigger and as soon as he does it'll send out like an email blast and anyone coming from the future will be able to look that up and say hey there's the stuff we got it so they need to get the thing. Yeah, but so would anyone in the present, wouldn't but they? But the people in the present don't know about it. Only Tenet does, and there's, like, some limitations to that operation. Now, the... Uh, 
Um, so Cat is supposed the future to future people can send a goddamn briefcase back in time and have some fucking kid in the Soviet Union get it and it, or be able to orchestrate their whole fucking plan. I'm pretty sure that the tenant organization <laughs> could convince someone in the fucking federal government of any country that that needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, maybe. Um, now the uh, so Cat's job is to go back in time, pretending to be you know her old self. And go to the boat where they had that fight where he threatened her and try to distract him until – because he's planning to, like, kill himself, I think, because he hates his life and he's going to die anyway. Uh, So he's just going to – he's going to, as he says, if I can't have the world, no one else can. It's that same rationale. Um, Woof-a-doof. And so she's trying to distract them while – the protagonist goes through a 10-minute attack on Stalsk-12 forward in time and – Neil is going through the same attack backward in time. And we get, I'm not going to break this down play by play, but we get a massive battle scene on an enormous set with a bunch of choppers that includes two, like, armies running in different orientations of time. Some explosions are forward, some are backward. (laughs) It is one of the (laughs) wildest action scenes I've seen in my life. But anyway, Aaron Taylor Johnson and the protagonist uh, go underground to try to get the thing. They see some dead guy on the ground with like a little red tag on him. But then uh, one of Sator's lackeys who's been in the whole movie comes in and he starts to like uh, he like shoots a gun at him and stuff like that. He comes into attack in backwards time. uh, Neil sees the guy going in to distract them. So he breaks from the mission, goes under da- uh, underground, inverts himself so he's moving forward in time to help them out. So that's kind of all that's happening during this battle scene. The, the crazy guy working for Sator, he is putting the algorithm in the thing. The place is about to blow, and the guy on the ground, the dead guy with the red tag, he... Uh, he like inverts back up and gets shot in the face. The guy was trying to shoot the protagonist, but the dead guy on the ground was inverted and sacrificed himself uh, in the opposite <laughs> orientation of time. And that gives them the opportunity yeah, yeah. to make their move. They go in, very tense thing, yada yada. Place is about to blow, oh no! And a rope comes down from above in the, the convenient hole in the thing. And uh, it's Neil... When he inverted himself, he got a car, threw a rope down, and he drags them out just as the explosion happens. Very cool. Hooray. Um, but if Neil throws down a rope, wouldn't it go up? <laughs> well, he, 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 he's moving forward in time now. Okay. Um, and all during this, like, the rule for Kat is don't kill him until we know it's safe. And then she's like, fuck it. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Me from the past is coming back. I can't like do this so she's like what so i'm sorry what is cat in all of this is she just like a bystander who's fucking stuck up in all of this because she's dating sator or some that's shit her- or does she actually have a role to play in this operation she, do- <laughs> she does it's i think that there are criticisms to be made about it but she is a very fleshed out character in the movie i'm glossing over it because she doesn't no, have I, the same sorry utility. i don't i don't mean a, i don't mean like a character role i mean a role in the operation her like, role is to make sure is she that a part sator of this organization doesn't die no, she's she's as new to this as the protagonist okay. is. Her job is to make sure Sador doesn't die until they know they've got the algorithm. And then okay. she's like, fuck it, I'm going to kill you anyway. She kills Sator, like, jumps the gun a little bit, 
uh, shoots him. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, and then uh, throws him off the edge of the boat, and it's really grody. And then she jumps off the boat, and it turns out she was the woman she, she saw jumping off the boat. Uh, the, the trick here is that, and I didn't get this the first time I watched it, the Sator on the boat right now is the Sator we followed back from the future. And he thinks that she is the cat from the present, not the cat from the future. When she pulls the gun, he's like, oh, fuck, it's you. You know what's up. You came back with me. And then she's like, bah, you're dead. Um, so he dies. They get out from the explosion just in time. And Aaron Taylor and Johnson's character is like, okay, we got to split up the algorithm. And then we all have to die because none of us can know what it is. But, you know, take your time dying. It doesn't. <laughs> what? What? Uh, yeah, what? he's like, we all, we all have to... Why? Because if they know about it, then the information is out there. They want to spread these things around so no one can ever rediscover it. Um, because as Sator reveals before he dies, he's talking on the phone with the protagonist. He's like, why do you think they want to invert, invert the world? Because we didn't leave a world for them. Our oceans rose and our rivers ran dry. The only way for them you to live is to go backwards. You're kidding me. Nope. <laughs> That's what that is. So they have to stop the... They have to stop the algorithm from ever being assembled. They go their separate ways, but then Neil is like, hmm, actually, protagonist here, take my bit. And then uh, the protagonist is like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Where are you going to go? He's like, I got some other stuff to do. And the protagonist, it all clicks in his brain. He's like, we've known each other a long time. Neil says, this is the, to me, this is the end of a beautiful friendship. And for you, it's just the beginning, yada, 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 very nice sort of stuff. Um and then that red tag that we saw on the dead guy falls out. So presumably, Neil goes on, lives his life, comes back here, and sacrifices himself to save the protagonist and the plan. And that was the thing that happened at the beginning. Uh, when they went down into the uh, into the bunker the to get the algorithm, scene. yeah, there was the dead guy there. He had a little red tag on him. He's the one that inverted and got shot in the face. And 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 let oh. them do the play. Oh, oh, so oh, oh. It, it it tells us that Neil will eventually sacrifice himself for that moment. Uh, and essentially, uh-huh. what happens now is uh, Neil says, "You're only halfway there." The protagonist is the guy who founds Tenet in the future, and he goes back to what? Priya. Priya wants to tie off loose ends, and he's like, "Here, I thought I was working for you, but it turns out you are working for me." Brat, you're dead to save Cat's life. And then wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Priya is the arms dealer. Priya is the arms dealer. No, but if our guy mm-hmm. founded the the organization, he will found it. He, yeah, no, no, he will found the organization, and then the organization is the one who tells him about it. Where the fuck did it actually come from? <laughs> like we're doing the fucking paradox. They, where, they like, just if they you go do back pay time... lip service to the grandfather paradox. <clears throat> I don't think they technically violate it in the movie. My headcanon and what okay. they imply at the end is that he, the protagonist, founded the organization and recruited Neil, and then sure. and then Neil ended up recruiting him again in the past. Again, think River Song and the Doctor experiencing each other at different points in their own perspective timelines. So the okay, so the so movie ends somewhere with along Kat being here. Safe. I have, I have the last shot of the movie is Cat and her son, uh, a little blonde kid, walking away from the school safe at last. Hmm. Okay, so I listened to that whole thing and I thought I understood about ninety percent mm-hmm. of it until I realized that there is also actual time travel happening in this movie the only time travel mechanic is the inversion there's never acceleration of time uh time moves at a constant rate quote unquote 
uh, but it's just about the direction in which you're experiencing it relative to the rest of the world. That's that's so the some only people mechanic. some people came from the future and and yeah. just lived life for a while backwards yeah. and then uninverted themselves yeah. in the present so that they could be going forward. Exactly. Like, how do you? Okay. I the think way that makes sense. The way, the way that they, well, if you die, then you die. <laughs> That's, that's it. No, but like Same. aging. How does aging work? You're, Do you, uh, you age are, backwards? You, no, you you no. from your perspective, you are still moving forward. It's just your relationship to the world that's different. So you would. I mean, it's it's kind of like the time slippage in Interstellar. Like some people are aging faster than others, so, but it's still all. Just so when relative. he hires, everybody's going through it at their he own hire, uh, pace. When he hires Neil in the future, Neil is younger, right? Yes. Than the Neil we've experienced. Yeah, we see in this movie. Neil at the end of his life and the protagonist at the beginning. So essentially, the movie is more or less kind so of it's pulled not, backwards. It's like they're not fucking dying of aging because it's not that far into the future, right? That's that's my guess. Is it can't be that far yeah. because these people are. It's just by the end of of our protagonist's life. Yeah, exactly. So oh. who still does not have a goddamn name? Nope. He's, just so we're clear, and, he's and just it the comes, protagonist. It comes from a line in the movie, and that's why. Like, I left out a lot of details, and that still took like over an hour. But that's Tenet. It is a time bending fucking thingamadoo. Holy moly! Yeah, and let me. <laughs> here's the thing. As not fun as it is to listen to me rant. Editor's note: It's even this movie has problems. Edit the it is so fun to <laughs> it is so fun to watch. It is so I told you that at the before that middle colorful turn turnstile yeah. thing, uh, my girlfriend was like, "This movie is terrible." I hope you know that. By the end, at that last fight scene, she was like bolted upright, like rubbing her head, watching the TV, shushing me, which is very backwards to what normally happens. And Sounds she was like. Yeah, she was I, like, I just that movie can't was imagine really, a really scenario in which just can't imagine a scenario in which any in where anyone would want to fucking shush Colin. Yeah, well, what, uh, that's very tenet backwards to reality. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, the comment there is is because I'm always shushing people at movies, and usually uh, uh, I'm the one policing the sound. And she was like, "Shut the fuck up, watching the movie." And I'm like, "Okay," but it is um, glad someone wild. said it. Any questions? Oh man, so oh, many. Gosh. Can you answer them? Probably not. I can. I'll try my Go best. If you got a few of them. I just because for rating, I, I Jeff, if you don't mind, I have an idea for ratings. If you want to ask some questions before we get in there, I just... you want us to record the whole thing backwards? <laughs> <laughs> no, please, no, my brain. If you got any questions, hit me with them. I'll do my best. Um. Well. Colin, you have to give us the answers to the questions first, yeah. and then we'll ask the questions. Exactly. That's how it works. Robert Pattinson is kind of subversively like attractive Jeopardy. in this movie, actually. Thank you. Is that Robert was my Pattinson question. at all attractive in this movie, subversive <laughs> or otherwise? Um, no. oh, now, please, in editing, flip that the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Editor's note. No. No, I will not. Um, I just want this to wait, end. Wait, so how how long of a time span does this movie cross? 
So it's very globetrotting. Um, uh-huh. th- we yeah. start the movie. That's a good one. Yeah, we start the movie with the protagonist at the Kiev thing. Two days later, he's inducted into Tenet. Couple days before Oslo, and then a week before the next turnstile, and then they double back. So we go like maybe three, two weeks into the future, and then we double back to like two weeks into the past. So it's like it's scattered over a month at different points, is my estimate. Okay, but then then when he founds the thing, like that amount of time, mm-hmm. where how much time passed there? That was two weeks or so before the start of the movie. I don't remember the exact number, but that was so, that wait, event happened before how, the beginning of the movie. No, 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 no. Wait a when, fucking when second. When was the company founded? Tenet. When was Tenet founded? was founded in the future, and they sent a bunch of inverted people back in time to conduct these how operations. How long in the, past. in the future? It doesn't answer that question. <sighs> okay, but, okay. Now here's here's my thing, though. Right? Okay, it can't possibly be that far into the future Agreed. if we take into consideration a normal aging of human beings but b if if our boy if our if our guy is the guy who founds it and then up until the point that it is founded or whatever like he is still using this technology wouldn't he be twice his age or triple his age potentially but there's uh, there's also there's another thing to consider is that he could have founded tenet i don't know five years after the events of the film and then tenet grows Mm -hmm. as it goes forward in time over generations right. and could potentially send generations sure. backward in time. What we do see in the movie that I didn't touch on is like when they're going backwards in time because they're inverted, they can't breathe normal air. They have like whole ships and tankers and like tents and setups that are airtight. Like they have infrastructure to support Sorry. these people being inverted. Why can't they breathe normal air? The, it's it's one of those rules that she that after the turnstiles the uh, one of the ladies recites. Oh what! Like they have to fucking breathe CO two yeah, because they, it's yeah. going backwards. That's why Sator had <laughs> that a gas is the mask. Stupidest fucking shit! No 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 no! Wait, they don't breathe like, CO two. No, no, no. They breathe they so, breathe inverted oxygen, inverted air. They so, can't breathe okay. air that is, is opposite. This is what this is my hang up. Okay. This is where a lot of my confusion is rooted. I think probably not. There's probably more. The dude is sending the blueprints of all of this stuff to the mm-hmm. future yep. because they've destroyed the world so much that they have to live backwards in order to live on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the Earth get that fucked up in five years? Probably not five years. Again, that's why like the ambiguity no, of but- how far in the future this war is starting is I but think an future? Thing. Wait, wait, wait. But that's wait, wait. why I don't know how far in is because the place... you're living backwards. So all of the people that are being utilized are the, aging. The line, the line that 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 was used to describe it is like these people that want to invert the world. They want to live backwards in time because they don't want to go further into their future. They see it as bleak yes. and unsurvivable. Yes. So okay. hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. So the phrase that's used <laughs> is is to them they want to live backwards, but living backwards your entire life to just live your life in a world that's opposite to you it's like pissing into the wind it's difficult you can't do it so they want to invert the whole world so that they can just live normally back backwards <laughs> but <laughs> okay i'll 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 fucking deconstruct that in a second i'm but, not saying it um, makes sense i'm saying that's the explanation no no <laughs> I yeah I, no i i get it but Jocelyn, the thing that you're hung up on, I think that the the future where he founds Tenant, Tenant, sorry, 
right? <laughs> and the future where these people are trying to, where this plot is coming from, are not the same future, right? Like that's much further into the future than the founding of the organization. Am I wrong about that? It's never stated explicitly, but that is my belief. That's that's my read on the movie. Is I think I okay. think that Tenet is multi generational right, in both right. directions. Oh, fucking okay. second. Okay, now I want to fucking deconstruct that goddamn fucking <laughs> implication of an ending there. Because if they invert the entire world, yep. then they're inver- – I'm sorry. Are they inverting the entire world including themselves or not including themselves? I it, – it doesn't really say. It just says that once they do it, if everyone on Earth will be inverted and therefore there will be no future. And the people moving forward in time – I mean, think about it in the turnstile. Once you invert, you don't continue in that direction. It's almost like it ends, depending on your perspective. So that's the reasoning. As far as the scope of it, it doesn't define it. Because if they inverted the whole world, including themselves, so everything was just moving backwards now, then even relative to them, the Earth would be getting worse. Which is why I also so don't... So that doesn't make any goddamn sense. I do and I think that's part of why they leave it ambiguous. Like a lot of Chris Nolan movies, you can pull the threads and it'll kind of come apart. But I gotta say, watching it... That's a pretty big thread. It's a big like, thread. <laughs> like, this This is the thing. And this is what I thought when I saw the trailers and I saw the original. Because they showed that opening clip in For theaters Wars, at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so, it looked like it would be beautifully visually editing like amazing like it look like the visuals mm-hmm. of this have to be great but god does this plot sound dumb it's like it's i will say yeah. it is everybody making the movie was at, at, like i said earlier they were like this script makes no goddamn sense i read it five times and i still don't know what i'm supposed to be doing editor's note that just sounds like somebody. And here, I guess at this point, job. it might be good to pivot into the ratings, if that's okay with you, Jeff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's, uh, I mean, we've already done yeah. it. Yeah. We already did the ratings. Yeah. At the Chowder, beginning could of the you episode. edit this to be after? Thank you. Um, So for the ratings, uh, what should the scale be? Uh, one to ten, what? I'll explain. Oh, we already know what the scale is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so on one, as uh, we already discussed, on one to ten, in, inverted bullets. Uh, that thing that so we came to a be, consensus of already. So what am I rating? Uh, I'm all, I, I mean, so that, I'm all right with inverted bullets, but ten to one, it's got to be right. Not <laughs> one to ten. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Ten to one. So I guess what I want to ask from you guys is. Based on my haphazard description of the film, what is your interest in still seeing it? Not listening to the story. Oh, I absolutely have to go fucking watch this for myself to see if it's as fucking whack as shit as you make it sound, (laughs) or if it's on you, or if it's worse. I don't know. (laughs) I feel Uh, like... uh, Go ahead. Yeah, go for it, Jocelyn. It's still five. (laughs) <laughs> because that's the simplest answer for me that makes sense. Because <laughs> oh, it's man. the same either way. In in that ten minute in that ten minute fight scene at the end where the people are going backward and forward in time, there's this really cool shot right at the five minute mark where their synced watches meet. Like someone, like there's a building that's collapsed, 
and then the building like reverses and the bottom of the building that was exploded reassembles and then the top explodes because they coordinated it from different timelines and it's such a cool shot it's such a crazy cool shot that they did practically Ugh. anyway see like uh, yeah so i want to watch i, it I understand for that what stuff. you're saying yeah i have no desire so- to watch it otherwise though well then you won't care about the I'm- audio problems will you <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. In, I think I'm interested in both aspects of it. I definitely want to see the visual aspects of it, and I also want to fucking deconstruct the plot to see if I can make a little bit more sense of it, seeing it yep. for myself. Because yep. uh, that sounds wild as shit. It's, um, yeah, it's wild. It's. I I I do not like that there that that the fucking sim- the the uh, the best solution he could think of was to make it a fucking environmental thing not that i'm not all for you know <laughs> yeah. environmentalism it, it and it did feel like a bit of a like just of such a cheesy mm. it sort of feels like i don't know i can't remember what the movie is called um shit it's with nicholas cage and it's like he he gets uh he like finds a list of numbers that like predict the future or some shit oh! like that. you know what i'm talking Knowing. about yeah i've seen it Yep. Knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that it movie does. in that, like, I'm watching the whole movie and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. I heard it was terrible. And then I get to the ending of the movie and then it fucking turns into a goddamn Adam and Eve yep. fucking metaphor. And I'm like, oh, that ruins the whole <laughs> fucking thing, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> like, that's not a good movie with a bad ending. That has retroactively made the rest of what I just yeah. watched fucking garbage. <laughs> I, and that's what I'm sort of like curious about with this. I movie. honestly don't think it will because the moment where he discusses like this is why the future sucks is like that's that yeah. is like maybe two lines, and the rest of it is really just about the fact that he's an insane villain doing insane villain things, and he needs to be stopped. Sure, that's that's why the war. Yeah, is but being, he's not the no, but he's the one willing. To, he's he not the driving exactly. Force. He the, knows exactly yeah. what he's doing, and without him, it couldn't be done. He's so selfish that right, he uses right, right. his own death as a reason to do that. And I, this is not me defending the movie. This is me trying to communicate that the movie doesn't put the emphasis on that environmental thing. It definitely puts the emphasis on Sator and his motivations. Yeah. Um, sure. Question. But what I'm saying is by taking yes. taking emphasis off of that wild-ass fuck when ending, then there are, it's just like, oh, are we just fucking letting that slide? Because that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, presumably that's a problem for the sequel that will never happen because it's the Chris Nolan movie. What was your question? I think it, I think you mean prequel. Yes. Yeah, it's I obviously did. prequel. Um, <laughs> uh, you said it's available. Do I have to pay to like watch 20, it right now? It's 20 bucks. Ew, never mind. Um, <laughs> um, let me know when it's on HBO Max. Uh, judging by what it. Christopher Nolan has been saying lately, that ain't gonna happen. Um, I have a, I have a question. This is not a movie question. Um, so like, when they're doing these home releases and they're making them that expensive, it's because they're, you know, well, it's compared to like, well, that's also getting it going to a movie theater I mean, it, with it's, a family. It's, buy, and shit it's not like renting; that. it's buying the movie. It's a twenty, yeah, it's twenty bucks to buy the movie. Price. Oh, I, oh, I yeah. see, I see. So, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. with our backwards rating scale, uh, Jocelyn, you're at a five, and Jeff, you're at a one for rating your interest in seeing the movie. <laughs> because I really want to see it, so that's <laughs> a one. I, I think that's where yeah. we're landing. Yeah. So I, yeah. I want to take this opportunity because I've explained the movie i still have not discussed my feelings with it with anyone for sake of spoiling it and this Uh has unburdened me 
So yeah, go for it. I'd like to hear your rating. I, um, you're gonna have to clarify whether that rating is backwards or yes. forwards. Yeah. I love the Dark Knight movies. I love Inception. I love Interstellar. I love Dunkirk. I enjoy all of them a lot. Uh, Inception has a special place in my heart. I don't because it was I it was uh, saw it in theaters and it was just like a really engaging experience. Seeing Tenet in theaters, I was lucky enough to be able to do it safely. I was the only one in the theater and that was great. And I've tested <laughs> negative since then. Seeing so you can't but seeing like, Tenet but in like IMAX if you're watching is this. like the best movie going experience I think I've ever had. The the simplicity yet the expansiveness of the visual effects, the fact that everything is practical and shot in IMAX, it is so much fun to watch. But I think if I had to describe it, I would describe the movie as Inception's Angry Big Brother. It is <laughs> it is harsher, it is faster, it is more brutal, it is less joyful, and it is that same kind of like here's a world with one interesting mechanic twisting it but i feel like that mechanic overrides some of the narrative qualities like at the end of the movie it tells us Uh these guys were best friends the whole time i'm like cool i just watched a movie about two guys that aren't best friends and you told me that's not what i watched (laughs) (laughs) like the the emotion You don't get the emotion the first time through the movie, and it felt kind of cold. I still... So I had, like, conflicted feelings because it was such a feast. It is so much fun to watch. But I think that some of the human elements are lacking because, I mean, you take... You take the idea of a spy movie and you add this one mechanic. If that mechanic is more important than the spy movie, well, you don't have a spy movie anymore. You have something else. And that's what we've got. And what we've got is good. That's like the... That's like the fucking Memento vibe, right? It's like if you if you re-edited Memento to play it chronologically, then it's the plot is just like so barebone barebone simple. Here's the thing: you is this mean? is not a, even a barebones plot. If you played it all literally, yeah. it, it it wouldn't make sense if you did that. But also, there are so right. many moving parts. There are characters and subplots that I like left out just to try to get through it in like an <laughs> hour. Um, but yeah, that said, I do. Aaron Taylor Johnson mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in this movie? Yep, I spent the entire last like hour of the movie is. being like, is that Aaron Taylor Johnson? What the fuck? What's up with that beard? Wait, is Aaron, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the guy from fucking... He's, oh, yeah, he's kick-ass. Okay. Um, so if I had to rate oh, it, I I, I, here's that. the thing. Watching, it's a movie that also demands a second viewing, obviously, because of where so many yeah. of the reveals come in. And having watched it twice now, I definitely feel better about it. I, with Especially with subtitles, I picked up on little human moments and jokes and some of that warmth that I was missing on my first run-through, partly because of subtitles, but also partly just because I was primed for it. I wasn't so focused on decoding the movie that I was able to enjoy the characters. And let me tell you, John David Washington, uh, Kate DeVicke, and... Um, uh, Robert Pattinson are charismatic, enjoyable actors to watch. So on second run through, I, f- I definitely feel better about it. In terms of like the story I like more, I'll put it below Inception and Interstellar, but I have never seen a movie like this. And no matter what you think of this story, I think it should be seen. Um, going backwards, uh, I'm probably going to give this, um, what would it be? Uh, eight out of 10, which would be two two 
So you're two. Get, you're giving yes. it a two. Yeah, two. I see. I can't even do this. Map. Wait, are I'm, you giving it an eight or are you giving it a two? I'm giving it a two in our inverted scale, giving, which means I would rate it an eight out so of a ten in an inverted in a regular timeline. In a normal scale. So okay, I think it's, so you're giving it a two like I gave it a one. A two yes. like, yeah, like you gave it a one. Um, okay, 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 okay. So I feel so much catharsis right now that I just got to say all the things I said. Oh my fucking gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just said yeah, it, baby. Jesus fuck. If you have, have not say, seen the movie. That sounds like a wild Yeah, ride. Joss? I will probably, when I do eventually watch it, I will actually probably mm-hmm. enjoy it because I'm not going to be sitting there getting annoyed yeah. With well, that's, some of the dumber things, because I already know about them, so I can just watch yeah. it for... That uh, comes back to my primer fun. of, like, if it drags in the middle, like, bear with it. It's because the middle is technically not kind of the middle from a narrative <laughs> structure sort of way. It's it's Yeah, it's but so also in the, in the same way, if it drags in the middle, get ready. You're going to have to watch that same middle the same but again. Here's the thing, it the, doesn't, the doesn't, it doesn't drag because of, like... <laughs> pacing or structure issues by drag I, yeah, i'm no, using the word drag because that's what it feels like in other movies in this movie it's just like right. you're in the thick of it and don't fully understand it and then the lock turns and then you get it um right right like, right I, I also i uh, my viewing experience was a little weird because in the beginning that fight scene where he's fighting himself but you don't know it yet as soon as robert pattinson like pulled the mask off and let him get away i'm like that's fucking john david washington I'm calling it right now. Yeah. So like I was just like waiting for that the whole time. But ah, uh, it's it is a fucking movie. It is one you should see even if you have very mixed feelings about it like I do. Watch it with subtitles. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's going to just fucking start our episode. I need a really. cigarette after that. Uh, <laughs> God. Um <laughs> Thank you for uh, for listening to the Common Geeking Program, or about to be listening to the Common Geeking Program. Uh, again, I will be your host, Jeff Levitt, and uh, you can find me on uh, on Instagram at. Th- they yeah they've you've already yeah found your me Instagram, on Instagram is things at, that uh, already exist with a dot between each things word things, <laughs> things I wish existed with a dot between each word uh, you've already watched all my fucking uh, Transformers YouTube reviews at Alchemist Prime reviews uh, where have where have they found you two uh, go first Colin <laughs> I did you mean go after oh God damn it. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Uh, God. Um, you can find me um on Twitter. Will find you. Did did no <laughs> They they you found me on Twitter. I don't remember what my <laughs> thing is. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's um J O C underscore Barkenhagen. Yeah, that's what it is. Find I'll me put there. it. I s- I'll put it in the show notes because I've been doing show notes lately. Yeah. Uh, I don't tweet a lot. If I do, it's about animation. Uh, so yeah, and there, I guess I have been already, will be, and was yesterday, tomorrow, Colin, and I'm exhausted <laughs> from this. Uh, I'm very happy <laughs> with it. Uh, you can slash will find me uh, at comicgeekingprogram.com, at dicepopuli.com, at K online, or playing Destiny because that's what I'm about to be doing or have done. I did actually play Destiny right and, before, uh, this, so that's kind of good. And our, our our next episode will air on the third Friday in November. Uh, it is going to be about... Shit, what was last month's episode? <laughs> I was waiting for 
like, wait, did you say November? <laughs> I've corrupted I you. I did say November. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, God. What was it about? I can't even remember. Last night. You fucking will hear it. Yeah, we haven't recorded it yet, so you'll 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 never know until it comes out, right? We don't know. Hey, man, what's happened? Uh, and and la- last month's episode will uh, last month's episode aired in the third th- in the third Friday of January. So if you want to go back and listen to that, <laughs> your commitment to this bit is admirable, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I love it. I love the headache it gives me. <laughs> That's how I feel about Tenet. Ugh. Editor's note, for quick clarification, the next episode will air on January the 15th. Alright. Anyway, yeah, so, uh... Episode next to talk, Will, and everything, (laughs) sharing, subscribing, listening, for thanks, anyways. Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt. Joined this episode by Colin Ketchin and Jocelyn Barkenhagen. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Timul Chaudhary. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media, at Geeking Program, or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to commongeekingprogram.com. This episode was brought to you by making editors comments by going backwards through the timeline. Anyways, that'll be it for today. So stay in touch, stay tuned, and thank you. All right, let's get this started.